ready? I am. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode three of Recommendees. Today, we have a very, very special guest, one of my best friends in the whole world. We have Mr. Luke Sitard. Luke, thank you for coming on the show, man. Yes, it's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, dude, me too. I This is... This is I want to say been a long time in the works, but the show is not that old. So, <laughs> but yeah, it's something that like uh, it's like the culmination of <laughs> many years. Definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a little background, we've known each other for at least ten years. Yeah, like that's crazy. Seventh grade, so which is pretty. I, it's it's almost ten years, I think. Like yeah, I think this year it'll be ten years, right? I think so. That's nuts. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah. Back in uh, back in gym class, I remember. <laughs> I actually remember it so clearly. Um, but yeah, is so is that the tuxedo shirt? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I get that stuck in my mind. So, these shirts were so sick. That was how you knew you were cool. I think. Dude, yeah. <laughs> that and some like and one short or Nike Elite shorts. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's what you're wearing, but like. I, I hope so yeah the drip <laughs> so. was there for sure yeah. <laughs> yeah all right well if this is your first episode uh recommendees is a podcast it's about media and it's about entertainment it only has one m in the title and that was obviously intentional and it was definitely not a mistake of course mm-hmm. i definitely just didn't forget how to spell recommend uh, but each episode, I or the guest will talk about our favorite movies, books, TV shows, video games, or in this case, albums. Uh, and these aren't necessarily, we're saying the greatest things of all time, but it's just things that we really like and would recommend uh, to you, the listener. So the show is broken up into three different segments. First, we're going to go to the wiki of whatever topic we're talking about. I'm going to get all of my information from the Wikipedia and we're just gonna, you know, give a little a little background, a little context, do a little a little deep dive in the pool of knowledge that is Wikipedia. And then uh, after that, we're gonna look at the critical and the audience reception, just to see what people thought about this thing when it came out, maybe what people thought of it since, how successful it was, or if it wasn't successful at all. We're gonna talk about that. And then at the very end, we're going to give our own thoughts on this thing and talk about why it's important to us and why it's special and why we wanted to talk about it today. So without further ado, we're going to get into today's topic, the night game. Yes, so yes, indeed. It's, I, this was sick. Like you, Luke came to me with this topic and it, I was like, dude, that is perfect. That's like <laughs> the perfect thing that this show is for. Uh, so the night game, it's the title of the album we're talking about today but it's also the name of the band or the group that recorded that album so they're an american rock slash alternative band it said rock band and i was like i mean i guess technically but like oh they're not like (laughs) (laughs) they aren't chugging up the the hard riffs yeah it's kind of i feel like they're the genre is kind of hard to pinpoint like it's um yeah i I don't don't really know if you can really put them under one umbrella i think they Mm kind of they kind of have a lot of different vibes um and that's like one of the things i really like about them but um yeah yeah i think they're i think they're really good yeah yeah they are yeah i I also like i did i said rock slash alternative in my notes because like i feel like alternative is 
I'm not even sure what it means, but it's like such an umbrella term that I'm like, yeah. okay, well, they probably fall under that at least a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so the night game was formed in 2016 and it was founded by Martin Johnson, who was previously the lead singer of the band boys like girls. They were sort of more like pop punk. Uh, I know some, I saw it was like emo people referred to them as, as referred to them as, um, and they enjoyed like a pretty good amount of success. I feel like in the two thousands. Mm. So he's definitely a guy who had a name in the music industry and then decided to make his own thing. When I looked now, it said the only members were Martin Johnson and Kieran J. Callanan, who is like yeah. a multi-instrumentalist. But I know that they've had multiple people in the past who I know you're familiar with, and I'm sure we'll talk about that yeah. a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, so their self-titled debut album, which we're going to talk about, came out in September of 2018. Uh, and then they released another album called Dog Years in March of 2021. So now that we've got just a little little intro, let's take yeah. a visit to the wiki. All right. Well, so as always, all the information you're going to hear is coming from Wikipedia because it's super easy to look up and I love Wikipedia so much. I as dude, if one person listens to this and is like, "Oh, I'm going to get the Wikipedia app." I would be so happy because I love the Wikipedia app. Is that a do you think that's a sponsor in the in the making? I that would be awesome. That would be we so should, sick. We should try to make that happen. That would oh, be con sick. Contact Joe Wikipedia and right. <laughs> ask him for a sponsorship. He's, the, he's the, the head of the entire thing. I think so. Must be. That's him. That's how he got the name Wikipedia. Right. Yeah. So. <laughs> he anyways. changed his name to that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, it was just like Smith and then, yeah. ah, I'm going to go Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's talk about a little bit about the beginning of the night game so they were started uh when martin johnson began writing and playing smaller shows under the name impossible color he then later would change that to the night game which is based on a paul simon song see a good interviewer would have looked up what song that was but that information wasn't on the wikipedia page so I just yeah. had to stay true to the segment. Dude, believe you me, I wanted to look up what it was, but I like yeah, I was I remember I was looking at the Wikipedia today, like just to find any extra tidbits that I wanted mm -hmm. to share. And I I, yeah. I like didn't know that. I that that's news to me. I know. But... It's cool to think because you know, we really got into them or I'd say you got into them and then you told me about them like or like senior year of high school and then even like freshman year of college. Yeah. Which was like 2018, 2019. So to think, yeah. you know, even two, three years before that, he was like getting things in the works. It's pretty cool, I think. So, yeah. 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 It's, well, I feel like, and what's really, really cool is like this is a project. Um, I don't know if it's like in the notes here, but like this was like, from my understanding, a project for him to rekindle his love for music. Like he was, he was writing a, Martin Johnson, like he's written a lot of really popular hit songs, I think for like Taylor Swift and like other artists like that. And yeah. I think, I think he got really tired of that after a while. And I think he was starting to get really jaded. And so he, um, he created the night game as sort of like a remedy for that so that he could fall in love with music again. Mm -hmm. Um, 
and so like it's cool like I, he basically started it from the ground up like he you know his name really wasn't it wasn't like this is martin johnson's project it's like yeah. this is like you know its own project so he really kind of started it from the ground up and um you know i think like the how long he worked worked on that is like a testament to to the project you know yeah absolutely it really does seem it's sort of his like his like passion project kind of yeah. but then it just produced this like really cool you know album and another two albums i should say uh yeah. yeah so like you mentioned during it was actually this is during the production of the first album and this probably carries over from him feeling a little burnt out and like what he was doing maybe was a little inauthentic he said he was like angry and music and thought it was feeling more like an office job like something that you just do to do not that he was really passionate about it and even considered quitting music a lot of the songs that he made during this period were actually cut from the album uh except for once in a lifetime mm -hmm. which is kind of it's interesting that that's the one that made it because it's like oh yeah that's a good song it's a cool song yeah i mentioned earlier that there were some other band members besides martin johnson i forgot their names but i, remember, <laughs> yeah, I was wondering if you remembered their names yeah no definitely okay. um well, so Kieran was like, I think he was the initial guitar player in the band. I don't know how much he's doing with them at this point or, or like for their second record, because I think mm -hmm. he has his own project. Mm -hmm. um, but the guitarist after him is named Izzy Fontaine. And he's yes. kind of like another yeah. like studio guy, like uh, plays on pop kind of records and does like big, you know, kind of like pop tours and that kind of stuff and he, he's like a, both of them are like just crazy guitar players and um i think you know and this is something like we'll definitely talk about when we start talking about the music but hmm. it's some of the most creative use of guitar pedals i've ever heard like yeah you know they they make they make the guitars sound like synthesizers or um just crazy squawking sounds yeah and, like percussive you know dive bomb kind of sounds and um i just they're both like super super creative guitar players um they've had a they've had a few well the thing is too is um the second album has a lot more like studio musicians on it like gotcha. uh, the bass one of the bass players is um oh what's his name sean hurley he's okay. uh he's like a studio bass player but like the bass player on tour for them it's like a different bass, but like basically they, gotcha. just, yeah. they go through like a bunch of different members. Right. But There's not like one guy who's like, he is the night game. Right. I mean, I think like Martin is kind of like the, he's like the brains behind the whole thing. Like, yeah, know, right. It's like his thing. And then he brings in like other people around it. Definitely. Yeah. You know? Before we get further, I should also have mentioned this earlier. Luke is like an absolutely incredible guitar player. He's oh, the best <laughs> musician I know personally. I can say that with full confidence. Um, oh, thank you, so can you, just before we get any further, do you want to talk a little bit about sort of your background in music and in guitar playing and, and just what yeah. that, what that means to you? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think like I first started, well, first of all, like my, my parents are both musicians and yes. Yeah. Um, so like that music was like always in the house and like they were always, but, um, they're classical musicians and they weren't really listening to classical music. Like the music that I grew up with was like the police yeah and like al Jarreau and like my mom had an eric clapton and a b like the eric clapton bb king cd where they 
yeah they play together like yeah, so I, yeah yeah that was kind of the the vibe of the music that i was growing up on and it naturally just kind of led me to the guitar because mm. you know eric clapton and bb king and that. yeah you can't not you can't listen to eric clapton and bb king and not like at least want to try to pick up a guitar i feel like yeah yeah the, the i think the first thing that really drew me to the guitar was hearing aerosmith like hearing like a guitar solo from them and mm. it, it just kind of hit something in me and um yeah and i, I was just like i started taking lessons when i was like nine and then uh, my dad showed me a clip of George Benson playing and uh, that kind of led me into being really interested in jazz and um, I started kind of learning a little bit more about jazz in high school and then uh, got involved with the program at Michigan State and Randy Napoleon when I was like 16 mm -hmm. um, and yeah the rest you know I ended up going there for college for my undergrad and you know this, that's kind of you know it's it's led me here today and um I, I love music and i love playing guitar and it's uh you know yeah yeah and, and the night game too like they've had like um their guitar players specifically and the sounds that they use have really had an impact on me as far as like what effects i use and mm -hmm. trying to get really interesting um kind of like washy uh kind of ethereal sounds on the guitar yeah and, that's really been um, something that I've I've tried to emulate. Definitely, no. yeah, it was awesome. I I saw your senior recital, oh, yeah. uh, and it was like it was beautiful. It was really That's really good. really good, man. And it just it, like I I play guitar as well, but I feel like every time I see you play, it really inspires me to be like, oh my god, that's like how good you can be. And it just oh, really man. like gets me, you know, it's just, Thanks, you're dude. just so good, man. Like you just are really good. I don't know <laughs> what else. To... Yeah. I appreciate it, dude. Thank yeah. I'm always trying to reach for the next thing, you know? Definitely. And it's cool. I feel like, cause I've known you for so long. I've seen like the work you put in and the evolution. Cause I remember you played, um, come together in seventh yeah. grade at the time. Then you played days gone skiing by Toto <laughs> in my, <sweatpants. laughs> dude. but you killed it. You were the very last person. Cause it was like, okay, he's obviously better than everybody else by like miles. <laughs> and it was just, it's really cool to see you go from there um, to where you are now. It's been really, really cool. Thanks man. I appreciate yeah, of it. Course, that a lot. Yeah. Definitely. No, for the, the background on the sweatpants, <laughs> my, my fit for this talent show was, uh, turquoise and orange nike free runs yes um east hills middle school wrestling sweatpants <laughs> a kevin durant jersey and a and a gray zip-up hoodie there's an okc kevin durant yeah yeah it was yeah it was oklahoma city this was that was before he left and then then i didn't really mess with kate yeah <laughs> uh, that's, that's fair it's all good. i feel like you look you look like a like a rookie who was drafted in the second round so all he had was like team apparel yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> oh, dude, that was just happens to be playing like jazz fusion <laughs> yeah, like. Just, dude, i like how now you look back at dave's gone singing and you're like like you are like dude i don't even know what time signature it is that's like, like that's, a, that's another that could be like a recommendies within itself like just that song like yeah it's, it's a it's by the band toto and it's just like mm -hmm. it's hyper musical and it's really really yeah. cool toto is, is better than africa if you're listening yeah. man oh they yeah they're, way they're way better stuff super killing yeah 
I don't know if you were sitting on the floor. I feel like you were not sitting on the floor, but I like in my mind when I think of it, I think of it as you sitting on the gym floor for some reason. Like I'm sure I, think I had a chair, but I wish I was on the floor. That would have made it so much cooler. <laughs> like oh, this guy, this guy does not care at all, and yeah. then just like kill all this thing. <laughs> okay, but that was really off topic. But I feel I think we should have brought that up before we got too into it. Yeah, dude, you're just you're just an absolutely insane musician. Thanks, man. Yeah. All right, so back to the night game. Uh, they had, you know, Martin Johnson had had some things in the works. He was had started the project. The first single that was really released to the masses was "The Outfield," which was released April twelfth, two thousand and seventeen. Uh, a quote that Martin Johnson has about the outfield says. The song felt like the best introduction to what I'm trying to do and a really good way to segue into the project. It felt anthemic, I think is how you say that, uh, without being a throat jammer, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> and listening to the song, we're going to talk about this later when we talk about the album, but it's just a really good song. It's just yeah. like, it's catchy. It's not super complex or weird. It's very like easy to listen to, but it's also like, has a lot of layers it's just a really sick song yeah i actually i found it i think i think most people found it um were introduced to that song through john mayer mm -hmm. because uh i'm sure maybe we'll, yeah we'll probably we'll get we'll get there but uh yeah. he had a big big um you know a big hand in getting getting that song to to people's ears yeah, which is really cool. It's cool, I think, when sort of bigger artists listen to and then maybe shout out these smaller sort of yeah. bands. I know Elton John does that a lot. Like he was really big on the Greta Van Fleet train like early on. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's I would have never put the two of them together, but that's like so cool. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of like it's not a, it's not your responsibility, but it kind of is like once you get to mm -hmm. a certain point, like if you want if you're like really true to the to the art form and and the the continuation of everything like you kind of have to like you know help lift lift the next generation yeah. up you know yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. kind of pass the musical baton as it were yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly um a little fun fact i have about the song the outfield is about the backing vocals so the i he's from europe somewhere but uh, Gautier is on backing vocals, known for his smash hit song, Somebody That I Used to Know. He is on the song, The Outfield, which I didn't know until I started researching this. And I thought that was so random, but so cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my yeah. God, there he is. Yeah, isn't it cool? <laughs> yeah, that's so sick. They were introduced uh, by the producer Francois Tetaz, introduced Martin Johnson and uh, Gautier, which I thought was mm. pretty sick. Uh, and as you said before, it was recognized by John Mayer. I know I mean, he might have posted on like his Instagram, maybe his Instagram story. Uh, but the caption that he had was, I heard this song. Then I listened to it again to make sure I heard what I thought I had. Then I asked them to open for half the upcoming summer shows. That is the stuff we listen to do music for. So we're both huge fans of John Mayer. Mm -hmm. I think you definitely, I, I definitely credit you as like getting me more into him. And I feel like our John Mayer fandom climaxed when we saw him on the Search for Everything tour, which yeah. was insane. It was incredible. 
That was uh, amazing. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like why John Mayer, why you're such a fan of his and yeah, just why you were maybe drawn to him? Absolutely. Yeah. He, um, I've always really been fascinated with his ability to uh, wear different hats, like musically, like, yeah, you think about his first couple albums, they're more kind of singer songwriter, a little more mainstream, and then, you know, completely makes a, you know, a, you know, a complete left turn, and does like a power blues trio. Yeah, and you have continuum. And then, you know, so you get a little bit of that. And then he decides, I really am inspired by Bob Dylan and um, Crosby, Stills and Nash and like the singer songwriter, um, you know, 70s kind of sound and goes down that that road. And it it just it's inspiring as a musician to see someone um, say, I think, just that true to themselves creatively mm-hmm. and, and someone who's that in tune with what inspires them and what they what they want to do next and so like for me um i really try to look at my projects in a similar way where yeah um you know i try i try to make like a make like a you know make a statement with one project Mm -hmm. and then you know move to the next project but not allow um just kind of listen to myself and 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 understand like what direction i want to go in i I think i just really look up to him for that um and also just like I love his guitar playing. I think it's yeah. really tasteful and um yeah, it's just he's just really, really good. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. like I just he's and he, I love his I love his songs, like his his, you know, like especially like lyrically when you really break down a lot of the themes in his music, they're just I feel like everybody can relate to a lot of his music. You know, mm-hmm. there have been points in my life where certain songs really been like the soundtrack of that particular yeah. time and it's really fun to go back to listen to those songs and you're kind of like almost like i don't want to say time traveling no no like, like yeah but it's crazy like there are songs i'll hear and I, I remember where i was where i listened to it the you know with the most intention and mm-hmm. yeah i just i i really have just the utmost respect for him and uh you know i know he's not for everybody like i know some people you know, it's, it's not their thing, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got, I got bit hard by the, the John Mayer bug and, uh, I'm still a huge, huge fan of this day. Yes. I, I remember before, cause when we saw him, I was like, I, I knew who he was obviously. And I knew a good amount of his songs, but I wasn't super into him. And then I remember I was at your house with your parents and you and your dad were talking about what you thought the opener was going to be. For the show oh yeah and then your mom asked me and i was like i have no idea <laughs> not, i don't know yeah i remember you guys guessed it was helpless and it ended up being helpless which is I pretty sick it's, song, oh, it's so sick it was so cool hearing that live yeah it was so it was very it's so surreal yeah it's just like he's there dude yeah he's like and, and 15 feet the craziest thing was we got the tickets from um a family friend of ours who uh gets tickets to concerts or games and um he had these like second row seats um and he knew how much i loved john mayer and he just he was kind enough to give them to us and um it was just like it was the coolest thing in the world i mean he was you know 
I mean, seriously, like a matter of feet from us. Yeah, it was incredible. It was crazy. I remember your dad mentioned he was like, we're probably hearing the sound out of the actual like amplifiers, not like the huge monitors. And I was like, that's really cool. Like we're that close. That's so cool. Yeah, it it was really special. Like hearing, you know, there there's like there are definitely like a few um, musicians that I've heard live where it just makes you appreciate them that much more. And, and it's really just like an uplifting experience hearing them. Like John was one for sure. George Benson was one for sure. Yes. Um, And then I also, I got to hear Chick Corea in Ann Arbor with Christian McBride and Brian blade. And that was like a similar thing where you just, you hear it. It's like, this is like mastery, you know, that you don't, you, you don't, you appreciate it. But when you hear it live, it just, it takes that appreciation to a deeper level yeah i know it's so like for me live music especially when it's someone who has who means a lot to me or has been just someone who's like a sort of a larger than life figure it's just like part of me i feel i feel so like <laughs> dumb but it's like oh my god he's right there no, that to me no, is me like too. amazing no it's you it's know? incredible yeah it's like wow it's like i drove down i-75 to get here i wonder if like elton john also drove down i you know or just like he's in this place that like i i don't know that that that's always very cool just having a shared space with them oh it's yeah 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 being in the same room with them is like it's like magic you know Mm -hmm. yeah that's crazy i think this could easily we could also easily do another episode multiple hours long about john may i i would be so down yeah honestly talk about why why Savrock is an underrated master? No. Okay, I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey man, keep an eye, uh, keep an eye out for Luke coming back on the pod. <laughs> Definitely could talk about John yes. Mayer. Anyways, back to the night game. Uh, <laughs> the reason why we're here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like this is gonna happen a couple times, but we'll try. We'll try to keep it a little more great. on track. It's, it's yeah. awesome. I hope I hope people appreciate it. Um, yeah. So yeah, as John Mayer said in his Instagram caption. Uh, the night game opened for him on his search for everything tour in 2017 they only did like half the shows so unfortunately we did not see the night game live mm-hmm. i don't remember the name of the band we saw but i remember was it dawes yes oh my gosh yeah yeah, yeah. i think so dawes yeah they were i mean they were good they're like fun. it was like an opener band you know it wasn't yeah that wasn't like oh my god this is the next the next beatles but like right it was pretty cool. Yeah. So we were at the tour. We did not see the night game, unfortunately. During this tour at the time, they only had the outfield released, but they still played a full set of music at each show. So this kind of led to people being like, oh my God, who is this band? Oh my God, they only have one song out. And then people just, mm-hmm. you know, wanted more, which I think is probably a really cool feeling as an artist to be like, oh my gosh, people like this so much. They're like, give me give me more i don't I'm like fanning i meant to say like bring it on it looks i don't know <laughs> the night game then went on another tour i think this was probably more of their own tour uh which is called the american night tour take a shot every time i've said tour in the last 30 seconds oh my gosh uh, this was in 2018 they were supported by the band camino who i feel like i've heard of i think yeah i checked them out when when i saw that they were opening for the night game i definitely mm. listen to their stuff for a while they're cool they're 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 um 
again kind of a similar thing to nike and like really mm. great like hooks you know yeah like, really catchy songs because nice. you and you saw the night game live i'm assuming it, it was on this tour uh or maybe no not. it was a little bit it was a later one yeah the american nights okay. tour was in the spring i believe and then i, oh, I saw them gotcha. in november yeah okay 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 but i do i remember when you saw them though that was yeah you had yeah. like show me the videos you were later like you could have like touched martin johnson it was insane yes. yeah we were in this venue called the um i think uh what's is it the crowfoot is that what it's called yeah in a the is it in pontiac yeah 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 it's in pontiac yeah. michigan um mm-hmm. very like small intimate room um and uh yeah i mean i was like right next to the stage like i was it was really cool when i got to meet martin after and he was just mm-hmm. a super super cool guy really sweet and we talked about the Patriots and you know how much we love the record, and it was it was really cool. Yeah, that's so sick. I mean, yeah. just you're really meeting, you know, someone someone you look up to musically and admire. Yeah, probably such a cool feeling. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, on the American Nights tour, they appeared at the Innings Music Festival, the Shaky Knees Music Festival, which I thought was a fun name. <laughs> Bottle Rock Napa Valley, the Firefly Music Festival, and a slew of other venues um they've had some other releases obviously since the outfield uh but a couple of those are the singles bad girls don't cry that was on february 23rd 2018 uh american nights which was may 25th 2018 and then of course their self-titled album the night game which came out on september 7th 2018 they have as we mentioned before a second album called dog years it came out in march of 2021 and then night game was featured on a kigo song he's more of like an edm sort of artist uh it's called kids in love and that was released in 2017 i like the song it's pretty cool it's a pretty mm-hmm. cool song i know kigo got big because he remixed icy fire by ed sheeran which is oh. i feel like such a random way to like get big but it is a cool yeah. remix i think did you know um have you heard the night games version of kids in love like so there's the version where they're featured on it but then the night game actually has like their own version of it i have it but that later. sounds awesome it's really cool it's like it's way it's way more you know kind of in the 80s like realm like mm-hmm. you're kind of used to you know yeah yeah i feel like yeah i feel like a lot of people i've talked to about the night game kind of use that they're like oh they're like sort of 80s influence and inspired and it's in a cool way without being like hokey or cheesy right. you know right maybe part of that is oh yeah like they use a lot of synths or things that sound like synths uh but it's just like cool it's very sort of vibey and like yeah. lush sounds it's, it's really cool stuff and i think yeah yeah i think it's apt to say that dude before we move from the wiki to the critical and audience reception drink of the episode what do you got man what do you uh, what are you slurping it's very, down very uh obscure drink it's it's called water <laughs> it's, oh. it's very uh very very few people know about this but uh that's that's been my drink of the <laughs> drink of the day okay nice. i see you've got the reusable <laughs> water bottle which yes, which we love the hydro flask oh sponsor hey-o. pending the Rolls Royce of water bottles, as they say. <laughs> uh, me, myself, I've got a Polar 100% natural seltzer, calorie-free, lime-flavored, refreshingly Ooh. natural. Yo, the best Polar flavor. I don't know if they have it in Michigan, but one of my buddies, he's from North Carolina, 
got me hip to the orange vanilla flavor of polar. He brought it home from North Carolina. Wow. Ridiculous. I don't think it's in Michigan, but. Wow. That's, um, yeah, it's no. Really, it's really, uh, really good. That's pretty cool. We only have, uh, I mean, it's, this is like the Costco pack. So it's, just, oh, yeah. it's like four different ones. Oh, it's <laughs> great. Stuff. Yeah, it's that's, good yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's going to be a thing every episode. And I'm not sure when it's going to be. It's going to be when I remember to do it. <laughs> probably going to be a time where it'll be the end of the episode and be like wait wait, wait, wait. uh i'm drinking that's great. uh that's great green tea yeah but it's gonna be a thing uh all right so we're moving from the wiki to the critical and the audience reception so this album wasn't like enormous it wasn't like a drake album so i couldn't find a ton of super huge like names rating it like i couldn't find like a rolling stone or billboard or anything well there is something about billboard but it wasn't really rating uh, so I found these two sources. One of them is the website All Music, which like sounds pure reputable. <laughs> website was a little shady, but <laughs> uh, they gave the album four out of five stars. A quote that stuck out to me was a pop album for adults where Johnson illuminates his dusky emotions with bright stadium sized lights. Mm. I think that was really interesting. I like the stadium sized lights thing because that kind of is like oh this it's not really like stadium rock but it has parts of that yeah. in it you know what i mean that's also the yeah. logo like um you know like the logo on the album it is you're right it's, it's like a like a if you look at it it's kind of confusing what it is but mm -hmm. um it's actually like a like a football stadium light which is really yeah. i thought that was really cool it's cool and you, okay you, i feel like i I'm sure you told me that like a while ago and then I forgot. And now that you're saying it, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's 100% what it was. <laughs> it's not just like some dots and two lines. It's, it's, yeah, that is cool. It's cool, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. I that's didn't know sick. what it was. And then I saw a video like, um, where like the lights kind of fade into that logo. Oh, I was like, oh. You know, the night wow. game, a little bit of a, a sports oh, game, sports dude. Oh my yeah. gosh. And it's at nine. No, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my God, dude. What a genius, man. Yeah. I, I uh, think there's a an interview where he's like, yeah, it's a, it's a sports reference. Oh, like the, name, okay. the, the name of the band is like, like, I, I'm sure the Paul Simon thing was, was also a thing, but I think he was mm -hmm. also like, he's really into sports. And so like that, mm -hmm. that probably had a lot to do with it too. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, another website I called this one is a little weird as well. It's called Lady Gun. It's just to me this screams like woman in her forties started a blog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she had a big sort of uh, review on it, but one quote that stuck out was the millennial hipster's wet dream. Johnson's wow. <laughs> accidentally eighties nostalgic and aesthetic, and every track on his debut album is as if the soundtrack to Friday Night Lights and Bruce Springsteen mated and had multiple magical children right on first base in Kevin Costner's Field of Dreams while the sun is setting. We can thank Angie Picciarillo for that wonderful <laughs> symphony of words. Um, there's a lot to take in there. Yeah, I think she just like looked up 80s things and then yeah. Put that I don't in. think it's accidentally nostalgic either. I think it was very intentional. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Like, we're gonna talk about that when we talk about the music, but the music mm -hmm. is like this is one of the things I love about it is it's so like on the nose nostalgic. Like yeah, I, it feels like you're nostalgic. Here, 
like and i think this is kind of like a mark of a master or just like something that's really great mm-hmm. is like when when you can make somebody feel nostalgic for a thing they have not experienced yeah you know i for mean sure. i listened to this when i was in high school and there are songs about like you know him you know trying to get out of a really like dark like place with like drugs or like yeah you know like uh you know seeing the sunset on los angeles like i i don't I'd, I'd never experienced those things yet. Yeah. The music made me really like nostalgic for that. Those mm-hmm. experiences kind of, you know, and I, mm-hmm. I just think that's like a testament to the music. Definitely. I feel like that's a big thing in music is like, like you're expressing your own feelings. There's often not a hundred percent lyrically, but I feel like it's most translatable lyrically. So you want to make the listener sort of empathize with you with what you're feeling. Yeah. And I think nostalgia is tough to do because that can be like a specific experience. So yeah, it's like yeah. you said to to get someone to feel like they've had this specific experience that they haven't had is is really impressive and I'm sure really hard to do. Absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and I mentioned before there was something with Billboard. So Martin Johnson kind of went track by track uh, in an article with Billboard and gave a little bit of his thoughts on each song on the album. So that's a really cool uh, read if you if you're curious about you know what he thinks about each album uh in terms of audience sort of reception i couldn't find an exact number of like how many albums were sold or anything i feel like that metric is you know getting a little more dated as with the rise of streaming and everything like that but on spotify uh the night game album this is all the songs combined has 29,935,264 streams I don't know if like adding up the individual numbers was the most accurate way. <laughs> I was like doing it and I was like, is this even give anything? <laughs> but that's a big number. It is a big number, but also you look at like Ed Sheeran or something, it's probably like billions, yeah. which is nuts. And also like it's, I like the night game better <laughs> than <laughs> definitely than recent Ed Sheeran. So on this album, the outfield, is the most streamed song that has 10,878,133. That was not really a surprise to me, given that that was like yeah. the first single and just, I think it's the first song on the album as well. Yep. Um, so that was that was definitely cool. And then the least streamed song is Sunset on the Beltway with 363,155. Upon listening to the album, that was also kind of not a surprise just because it yeah. stands out a little, you know, it's, it's yeah very different from all the other songs. It's still very cool, but definitely yeah, it's, it's not really, well, I was going to say it's one I wouldn't put on to vibe to, but I was like, man, if you're driving at nighttime, that's, that's definitely very fitting actually. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's a really, I was thinking about this today too, is I almost feel like that's a, like, it's a great, it, they use it as an interlude and mm-hmm. it's a great interlude, but man, as an intro to the, like i feel like if you wanted to kind of explain to somebody or show somebody what the what the album was kind of like if you just put that on as like your first introduction to it and then you put on like the outfield or something yeah it would make that complete sense you know that I feel would like be it, awesome. just, it kind of captures the feeling that he's trying to evoke in such a clear and powerful way yeah it's it's interesting when albums do have those sort of intros like of an evening with silk sonic has that of course yeah and that album's like insane oh man you know it's so good i love that record it's so good it's It's just like ah, everyone is so good 
And then an- another album that has it, I don't remember the name of it, but it's the one by X. Rest in peace, XXX, mm. Tentacion. And it's like, I feel bad saying this because he's like dead, but it's like a little, I don't want to say it was a little cringy, but he was like, this album is really personal to me and these are my deepest, darkest thoughts, so please listen. Or like, it was something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel bad because like he's dead, but I was like, okay, well. I would listen to it when I was like 16, and at the time I was even like, this is, I don't know if this needed to be included. Anyways, yeah. it's neither yeah. here nor there. So we talked, oh, and also like, I couldn't find a lot of people discussing the album. Like I looked on Reddit, because I feel like that's a big discussion platform. I didn't find yeah. a ton about it. There is a, a subreddit for the night game, but it's not super active. It has like less than 200 members. and. Mm. There's not a ton of posts. A lot of the posts were just like, hey, any news from Martin Johnson? And like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no. Um, oh, man. But it's, it's, it's definitely on that when I feel like I've talked to people about it, they've been like, oh, yeah, this is sick. Or like, oh, like bad girls yeah. don't cry is great. I remember I was talking to Megan, uh, who's my girlfriend, and then bad girls don't cry. Like the year I showed it to her, it was like in her top five songs. I'm pretty sure. I was like, oh, that's so cool. That's a sick song, man. That's, yeah, that, yeah. That, I remember when that came out, I was getting ready to audition for the University of North Texas. Ooh. And so like it was right around that time when that when that came out. So I always just for some reason have like an association with North Texas with that mm. song. Yeah. Oh, I definitely. See. Yeah, I love when <laughs> oh, this is it's very so, random. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really, no, I like it's it's so nice when songs kind of you have you associate things with them. And yeah. it's like you say, I mean, you kind of like travel back in time a little bit. Yep. It's really fun. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about some background. We've talked about a little bit what the reception was. And now I think we're going to give our own thoughts on the album. I thought since it is an album, it would be a cool idea to sort of go track by track uh, and listen and not listen, list to uh, (laughs) just some of our favorite things. I think we can play like 10 seconds <laughs> from each just, song. Just give me a little little snippet. Yeah, and it's also going to be like one of us holding our phone by the mic so the audio quality isn't going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, we could do that. I'm dodging the copyrights, man. That's, Not that's that I need to, idea. I don't think. But <laughs> All right, so first and foremost, we have The Outfield. Yes. Really sick song. I don't know where in the song this is going to be. So this is just going to be a, a journey for each and every one of us. Do you know what's funny? My last night, the song, like when I opened the music app, the song yeah. that was currently playing is All I Do Is Win. Oh, dude, that's that's been a, it's a banger. Big, big song in our lives recently. <laughs> in the last like two days. Last like 48 hours, yeah. All right, this is at the 51 second mark. Who knows what it'll be? We will see. Sometimes you feel like I'm just talking to first song the outfield uh something i like about it it's really really catchy you know that first like far away i feel like that sticks in your mind so clearly definitely 
it's 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 i i gave it i said it's definite earworm status yes absolutely i love using that term because it's like so gross but it's like (laughs) it describes things really well it's a real earworm that one (laughs) um i think it was i was pretty 80s evocative the song is called the outfield and then there was you know a big band of the 80s called the outfield yeah they did this song your love which is i mean i'm sure everyone's heard in some movie or show or anything here's a cool connection with that song too mm-hmm. i'm i'm sure this isn't like accidental they play that song the your love song they play mm-hmm. that um at patriots games oh they do and martin johnson right. is from he's from new england like he's he's a huge like New England Patriots, you know, Celtics, Bruins, Red Sox. Mm-hmm. He's a huge like sports fan. And um I'm sure that was that was uh intentional, you know. Or at least yeah. like, that's a nod to that, you know. Definitely. That culture. That's cool. That's something you only really know if you're like if you're really in the in the know. I don't know, you know, of, of <laughs> yeah. New England sports things. Yeah. It's a really cool nod. I feel like that's a little that's that's like you know, because we have uh Detroit rappers. You got Babyface Ray put out the song Cade Cunningham, and it's yeah. like awful. It's so bad. <laughs> like, it's like ah, I, I wonder, I wonder where this guy's from. Yeah, yeah. no, it's, it's 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 worth a listen to. It's worth a listen. It's I very will, will. boomy. <laughs> um, and then about the outfield, I really love. I think I mean I said the chorus is really catchy. That's that's I think. I don't know if it's my favorite part of the song, but it's just like <laughs> the adjective I put was it's very like soaring. No, you know? like it it's, is. It's yeah. like it lifts you up and there's a lot of like the drums are like doo, doo, and then it goes yeah. into it. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That that song is just the, the thing that really caught me and and what continues to catch me through all of their songs and projects, mm-hmm. their hooks are just so good. Like, yeah. Like they just, they know how to like, you know, obviously like Martin wrote for so many big artists and had Mm -hmm. so many hits with these artists, but you really like hear that when you listen to this record, like everything's just so catchy and it just like sticks in your head. You know, that was when I first heard the outfield, that was the first song I ever heard from them. I just, I remember being like, I want to listen to this multiple times. Yes. Yeah, for sure. It was so good. Yeah. And then can you just explain like quickly sort of what a hook is in a song? Oh yeah. So I, I feel like a hook it's probably just like maybe like the most recognizable part of the song or, or the, or the part of the song that you would like reference if you're like, Oh, what's that song sound like? Yeah. You'd be like, Oh, it sounds like this. Like, you know, it's, or it's like so, the thing that, you know, like quote unquote air quotes hooks you in, you know, ah, like, you know, these little, <laughs> little <laughs> wordplay. <laughs> no. Yeah. Cause I, I remember I like, I've heard that term, and I was like, first I was like, is that like a, like, are they like, oh, I'm writing the hook now? Like, right. just, you know, I feel like it just kind of happens. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, oh, like, what's the thing? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, it's like, I don't, this is not a good way to describe it, but it's, you know, it's like, oh, that song, that hook, it's like that song's thing, you know? Yeah. No, I think you put it in a good way. It's like when you're, when you're telling someone what, the, like what that song is, it's the part you sing yeah yeah you know, exactly like right. i think that's a really good way to say it yeah. a lot of the times that might be like the title of the song like i was just thinking i was like oh 
what if someone's like how does not afraid go and they'd be like i'm not afraid right exactly. <laughs> like, i get it yeah. Um, yeah yeah so was there anything else that you you wanted to say about the outfield as a song i, I think that's it i just i think it's a it's a really strong i mean that's like a about as strong of an opening track as you can have like yeah just hit them hit them with that mm-hmm. you know yeah it's just great like it's just a just a really like I, there's nothing i don't like about the song yeah me too. it's just really really good uh next we have bad girls don't cry mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say first off this might be my favorite song on the album yeah it's really 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 cool the production is sick it's like kind of minimal there's not mm-hmm. like a ton going on but it just fits really well um the guitar solos and just the sounds that they get are insane yeah. it's super catchy as i feel like you can honestly say that about all the songs yeah and i said it, it gets the head bobbing gets the booties moving i feel like it, it's a, it's <laughs> it a definite banger of a song i would say yeah mm-hmm. yeah like i definitely want to like uh talk about the the guitar tones on that track yeah because i mean there's this the sounds i feel like this is the first track on the record where you hear guitars and you're not even sure that they're really guitars like they could be weird samples you know of mm-hmm. like trains or something you know what i mean like yeah. they're just like these crazy weird sounds but they're so musical and so artistic and evocative and um i just list listening to these tracks like you realize how many sounds like their guitarists could get you know yeah. with all these different creative pedals like they use all these um i think it's in the the main the first solo too like they have that crazy octave pedal yeah like, you know i can like hear it in my head exactly oh yeah. my gosh dude can play and a like, little bit of the song as well oh yeah well yeah, exactly. afterwards we'll play but I, I didn't mean to interrupt you sorry what no you no you're fine you're fine i was i was just saying like the the sounds are, are really unique like i've never i had never really heard guitars used like that until the night game like i never really heard you know because I mean, pedals are really expressive tools that you can use, but I feel like there's kind of, there's a set uh, way that a lot of people use them. And then when you listen to the night game, they just kind of, they kind of, they kind of just like think outside the box a little bit and they kind of stretch the envelope with the kind of sounds that they put in their music. And yeah. it's just, it's cool to hear a guitar do like what a synthesizer would do or or a sample or something yeah it's always very cool to hear a guitar sound not like a guitar yeah yeah <laughs> you know I mean? like that's a i know there's a video of like i think like eddie van halen he's like ah there's my elephant and then he's like right like, that one's really cool and then in a more like serious version you have Jimi hendrix playing the national anthem and like making right. the sounds of bombers and making the sounds of people screaming and it's yeah. so powerful yeah. It's just really, yeah, it's really, really cool to see what people can can sort of get yeah. uh, out of the guitar more than just what you think a guitar sounds like. Those two guitar players, I mean, they were some of, among the most innovative and, you know, like, for lack of a better word, like modern okay. sounding. <laughs> uh, they were like among the most like, you know, like modern sounding with their techniques and it's cool to see guitarists like you know kieran and izzy in the night game kind of 
pick up on some of that innovation and like use it in in a you know a contemporary setting like you know with drum machines and yeah and you know like modern you know music production techniques it's really cool i feel like gets like the guitar there are so many ways that you can use it in 2023 mm -hmm. rather than just a straight guitar sound and the night game is one of those groups that kind of capitalizes on that definitely that was a really good way to put it i okay just just for a little background the way i'm looking for what parts of the song to play i'm like scrolling the lyrics oh yeah you can like press the lyrics and it plays that part of the song obviously guitar solo has no lyrics oh so, yeah <laughs> i'm just gonna play a little bit of like the beginning of the chorus which i feel like is is when i think of this song i think of the chorus yeah um and then if i really recommend listening to this and then you hear that guitar solo and it's just it's it's very very cool so this is bad girls don't cry Yeah, so that's just a that's a sick song, man. That all that one part too in the chorus where the guitar is just like ding, like it just like it kind of like does that. I do that all the time live, like that. I got that directly from the night game. Like I do these big kind of washy chords, like yeah. or at least I just try to you know. And mm -hmm. um, I definitely got that from the night game. So like hearing that made me realize like, oh wait, this is the thing that this is the thing I love and like I try to do, you know that's so cool yeah. yeah that is really cool that's cool when you can pinpoint where your influences are from yeah no, not even in music just like in anything but yeah, yeah that was really cool all right so the next song we have the third song on the album is once in a lifetime uh i'm not quite as familiar with this one there's definitely like four or five songs on the album that i know really really well and then the other six or seven i'm like not as familiar with but they're all really good songs something i liked about once in a lifetime uh i thought there was sort of a cool dichotomy between the verses and the chorus like the verses kind of like are like bring it down a little bit and then the chorus it's more sort of up and there's a little more energy yeah. i thought it felt very personal uh mm. you know to martin johnson this was the one song that stuck from like the first draft of the album when he was creating it yep so it's cool to see that this is sort of from the beginning of the inception uh of the night game yeah. yeah absolutely the um i think hearing him talking talking interviews about it too i think he uh started the album more like with just like an acoustic guitar like i think mm -hmm. it was more of like just like like a song singer songwriter kind of vibe yeah. which is crazy like listening to it to yeah. think that's where it started i think i think that's where it came from like he, it was more of like an acoustic guitar kind of sound mm. um but then to hear how it evolved and changed into, you know, what's on the, the record, I think is really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It is a really cool song. Uh, here's just a little wee taste of Once in a Lifetime. cool song it's yeah. a cool song it was the hard there yeah. it's really cool too 
Mm. Sorry. This, no. I know this, I keep bringing up the guitar. <laughs> no, I mean, Dave, bro, as a guitar player, that's what you know, man. Yeah. And next song on the album is one I do know better, and that is Do You Think About Us? This is featuring Caroline Polachek. Something that's interesting, I just kind of like duets in general. I feel like it's very fun. It's cool to see how the two voices interact. Um, something I said about this song it's very solid it didn't like it doesn't like knock my socks off you know yeah as other songs on this album definitely do but it is definitely a cool song i really liked the synth sounds in the chorus they're very like i'm not i don't know the word but it's like yeah it doesn't sound like it sounds way cooler than that but like it's like like percussive and like yes like moving yep. like, yeah that was yeah. much better than what i did <laughs> <laughs> no dude that that's the that's the record that's it yeah i think i think that's a cool song that is a cool song yeah the live yeah. version is really really cool too also another thing this is like kind of random and really nerdy but typically all their songs live are a half step lower than what the the studio version is hmm. and so i feel like it kind of changes the vibe a little bit one of my mentors um talked about when you change the key of a song it's like changing the wall that a painting is on oh. and so like it kind of gives you like an it's like hearing for you know at least for me i don't know if i can speak for other people but it was like listening to the song kind of like with fresh ears a little bit yeah i think it's important to note you are somebody who has perfect pitch yes so you know kind of that is is probably stands out a lot more to you than yeah. it does to the average Joe. Um, but that's a cool perspective to have, definitely. Yeah. I like that about the painting on a different wall. Yeah. Yeah. I know something interesting. This isn't the night game, um, but Billy Joel, you know, he's obviously gotten older and he can't quite sing as high as he does. So he plays mm-hmm. his songs like it, it might be a full step lower, but he has his pianos tuned accordingly. So he still plays them as if they're in the original key because that's how he knows how to play them but it's like you know in the lower that's so interesting and i was like oh wow that's really cool that's really cool yeah it's pretty sick it's very clever and it's like yeah it makes sense all right so here is a brief little sample of do you think about us I like that song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I should know every time we play like the little snippet, Luke and I are just like, the heads are moving. <laughs> we're, we're vibing to the, to the song. Absolutely. Uh, the next track we have, which is number five, we have the photograph. I think that's a nice song. I listened to this one a lot. This is one I, I know pretty well. I remember freshman year of college, which is when I initially got into the night game. Um, from you, we were roommates freshman year in college. I should, yeah. I should and they were also roommates. say, no. <laughs> literally, I was gonna bring it up and I was gonna say we we had lane together, and I was like, that means something else. <laughs> um, but we were roommates. Uh, was, medieval. Hadn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, they lane together, my lord? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what that was. No, but so it was very cool. I feel like we we had a lot of fun, created endless inside jokes, but then 
I think you definitely got me into a lot of cool music that I probably wouldn't have found otherwise, including the night game. Likewise, yeah. Yeah. I remember the photograph was a song that I heard and I like, I learned how to play it on piano. I'd go to like the practice rooms and play it. It's just a really cool song. I like sort of like the beat and I put the drum sounds, which sounds kind of just the way the drums sound. I'm like, yeah, it's very cool. It's sort of this like, um, it's very like delicate right at the beginning. It's sort of this Mm. like electronic drum machine sounds like, and it sounds very like analog, very like eighties and yeah it's just really cool and then like the synth comes in and then sort of it's just the cool song there's these like stabby guitar i don't know if they're yep. guitar if it's a synth but those those are really cool i feel like that's in their music a lot as well definitely and the chorus is really nice i think a lot of songs but this song in particular martin johnson really shows off his vocal range and he has a like he has a really really great voice um but i think in this song in particular you can really sort of see just like just how good he is he really flexes his vocal cords i should say yeah the whole album i feel like the theme of nostalgia is like very prevalent but i feel like this track really like cements it that yeah. that is like the theme of the like this track really is like very like you know sentimental and like reflective and you know it i don't know it's just and again like it's you know he's talking about an experience that he had that I never had, but it still feels like I, I know what he's talking about. It's or like, rem- for some reason, remember what he's talking about. Yeah. It's uh, pretty incredible. Yeah. I feel like when I think of songs called photograph, I think of this song and then I think of the Nickelback song. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Very different songs. Look at this crap. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and it's just him holding like, yeah, that's so funny. All right, so here is a little sample of the photograph. That's a good song, man. Those like guitar chords that do bing. Yes that's like i mean that's just like that's some of my favorite guitar sounds like ever i know mm. I, I know i've said that for every <laughs> like literally every track but seriously like the guitars on this album have inspired me so much and i love them so much and mm. like i just love talking about them i feel like it's cool to hear a guitar player talk about it because they're not always like in your face if you're not looking for them you right know? yeah so like they they add a lot like textually but it's really cool to hear someone who like pays more attention to that like just like yeah this is really really cool yeah no that's what i love about it too is they're so subtle but they're so like perfect you know Mm -hmm. i just absolutely i I love them i'm I'm obsessed with them yeah no it's dude it's a great album and they're just yeah the guitar playing is is fantastic yeah uh, the next song we have, we have Sunset on the Beltway. Yeah. It's track number six. This was the least streamed track on the album. And we said it was a little different than the other ones. And it is. It's instrumental. There's no words. That is what instrumental means, I think. <laughs> um, and I said it was sort of like soundscape which which yeah. it just like feels like it 
exist. I feel like in my head, I see it as like a waveform and it's just like this starts off lower and then it like goes up a little bit and then it goes back down. It's cool to see how the song builds and then how it sort of falls in this pretty brief amount of time. Yeah. A hundred percent. It, it, I feel like another thing about this album is it's very, you know, we talked about it being evocative and I feel like the imagery, um, like that's like expressed through sound is really powerful on this record too at least for me Mm -hmm. like again i've never been to los angeles and i can see los angeles when i hear this song like it makes me think of like kind of you know um kind of the dry climate and i can see like yeah you know sand and you know plants that grow in like arid climates and then i see like the seat the the city you know like yeah kind of in the distance like i just for some reason that always just comes into my mind and um it just i think it's such a cool track yeah it's 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 very like it puts you in in a place yeah yeah all right this one as i said you know i've been using lyrics as sort of a reference point we are shooting in the dark here i'm just gonna go (laughs) smack in the middle Oh, the track is exactly one minute long. No, I'm so dumb. 50 <laughs> seconds plus 50 seconds is not one minute. It's 100 <laughs> seconds long. In my head, I thought that was one minute. It's, I swear, man. It's close enough. <laughs> Look at that, it's man. Good. Look at the symmetry. Oh, that's um, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> wow, just outed myself. It's very, very clear I didn't study math in college <laughs> or much in high school. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> Before I say something else, here is Sunset on the Beltway. As I love that little like da da da. Yeah, that one's really nice. It's so cool. It sounds like, sounds like like sirens. You know, it sounds like like cars, yeah. like traffic. Yes, you know? it's and very like ambient. Yeah, I, yeah. I love it. I love it so. I don't know. I just there's something it 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 speaks to me. You know what I was thinking about this album too. Hmm. I don't know if people are gonna get the reference, but like, it there's like a John Hughes vibe. <laughs> that i don't know like it's like the end of a john hughes movie when there's like the scene where like the main characters are like reflecting on stuff like i don't know if you've Mm. ever seen the movie uncle buck (laughs) (laughs) i've not seen uncle buck but But for our (laughs) listeners who may have there's a scene (laughs) at the end where he's like looking for his niece that's like run away she's like very like you know it's not a phase mom like that's kind of yeah. her vibe mm-hmm. and so she like she's like oh i'm gonna like get out of here or whatever <laughs> like, yeah and um he like goes looking for her, and there's like this there's this music and this kind of this vibe of of i don't know it's just this very nostalgic kind of kind of vibe and i feel like th- that feeling is expressed so well through this music like it could almost be a soundtrack for those kind of scenes mm-hmm. um and so it just it makes me think of like John Hughes movies from the eighties. Um, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> no, I definitely I definitely see it. I haven't seen Uncle Buck, but I I get what you mean. It's like reflective and, and yeah. definitely nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a really cool. It's a really cool visualization. I feel like. <laughs> uh, next on the album, we have. I believe this is the seventh track. I'm so like it is. <laughs> hesitant yeah. to say any numbers after that. <laughs> fifty seconds plus fifty seconds <laughs> equals one minute. Um, the song is "American Nights," which is another one that I, I definitely listen to a lot. I feel like the lyrics are easy to visualize. A lot of times, he just kind of spells out what's happening, but even that, like mixed with the instrumentals, it just paint a really cool picture. The song like low key depresses me a little bit, but kind of in like a nice way. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. It's just a really cool song. They have this like yeah. little section where I don't know if it's a sample or if they recorded. There's like yeah, sounds like it. all the, these kids like shouting. Yeah, yeah that's, that's really they cool. Did that. yeah. That's sick. That's really it's, cool. It's um, it was like a stomp choir, I think, or something. Oh, like, yeah, it was like a bunch of like kind of not like tap dancing, but like kind of tap dancing and like yeah like stomping and stuff and they like yeah. actually yeah they, they choreographed it and rehearsed it um oh that's sweet also, can i also point out that while i was mm -hmm. researching this record too just to have a little bit more to talk about i came across a playlist of martin johnson other songs that he's written for other artists yeah apparently i didn't know this but this song was re-recorded um by a country artist named chase rice wow of course that's his name but oh, that uh chase rice but uh <laughs> it's kind of like the same it sounds very similar to the original i like the original a lot better but mm. i didn't know that this had been recorded again so I, oh. I i would imagine like maybe martin and this artist teamed up and they're like he was like oh like i have this song that i think you would mm. sound good on or so or like i really like this song of yours and i'd like to record it or something i don't know yeah but, martin yeah. I need a song, pal. <laughs> I need it now. <laughs> Give me a GD song. Dang I like, it. I like that American Nights. <laughs> I like how it's about patriots. I like it's about nights. What we stand. <laughs> Two of my favorite things. <laughs> America and Nights. But yeah, the song, it's kind of like about, I mean, from what I understand, I guess from the first verse definitely it starts like he was 18 and wasted bedroom in the basement parents house tucson arizona what do you expect from a high school diploma I feel like that in my mind is like wow i mean it's like pretty literal it's very literal which is yeah. like dang like how many people is that true for you know and how oh, you can probably hits, really resonate right? with the song mm -hmm. yeah yeah it, it hits you know it's just like yeah it's it's yeah it's it's going back to the thing he makes you feel something for something that you've never really experienced or yeah. you know like i mean i although i feel like how he describes like some of the people in the song like you kind of there are people that you it reminds you of but in the same like it's still uh what am i trying to say here it's still it's still like kind of evokes certain feelings um even if like you don't really know those people personally you know yeah absolutely yeah. yeah you have an image in your mind of like who this is about but it's not yeah it's yeah. not necessarily somebody you know i feel like right, we keep right. saying like oh it makes you feel like something you've never felt like we keep saying that in different <laughs> right. ways and it all just comes back to that yeah uh but yeah here's a little sample of american nights Can I? 
That's a cool song. You know what my hope is, man? I hope that people hear this and they're like, oh, I hear these like really poopy versions of these songs. And then they listen to the real songs themselves. And then they're just like, oh my gosh. It's, it's yeah. like an eye open. It's like when you, it's like when you would put glasses on, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. It is. So, you know, it was intentional. It was intentional that I played it over the microphone off my iPhone speaker. Absolutely. Every, just, everything. Yeah. There's everything no mistakes. There's everything that we've done to this point is all been intentional. Yeah, I obviously knew fifty oh, seconds plus fifty seconds wasn't one right. minute. That wasn't a brain. That, that was scripted. That was scripted. That was that was scripted. Jer- yeah, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> we are definitely We're following not just... a script to the T right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading yeah. it as we speak, and this is part of it. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, very meta. Fooled if you. you. Will. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely not. That was that was to make me more uh more 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 likable and affable to the audience. <laughs> Show that I make mistakes too, and I'm human. Is <laughs> if they don't already know that. Um, yeah, that's a very cool, a very cool song. It's a very nice song. Sort of a little more uh, low key, but it's yeah. a really good song. And then the stomp part is really, really cool. Uh, the next album, what? The next song on the album <laughs> is "Die a Little." This is another one I didn't know super well, but I did like definitely listen to it. Initially, right off the bat, it kind of reminded me of the 1975, mm. which I feel like could be a loose comparison. It'd be like if you like the 1975, probably you will like the night game. I feel like they mm-hmm. have some similarities, like in a definitely sort of sonic sense, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, this one's a really cool song. Did you have anything specific about Die a Little you want to say? Um, I think it's, I mean, to be honest, it's like probably my least favorite on the mm. record i like it like it's a i really like the song um the the studio version i think doesn't like you like the studio version is one thing but the live version is so so good mm. like they change it it's less of like a kind of like i don't want to say like wham but like it's like a like it's not really i don't want i don't know why i said wham but it's a little less like 80s like exercise video kind of sounding yeah. you know what i mean yeah. and the live version is like it's like a, it's like rock it's like a little more like something like it's like it sounds like journey like something journey would have done you know oh that's awesome like like i could like in my head when i if i like i feel like it would fit on like you know one of their records when I think mm. about it. So the live version of this song is really, really cool. Studio versions, I also like it, but um, I think the live version is a little bit stronger personally. That's fair, yeah. I, I just prefer it more, mm. you know? Yeah. All right, well, here we have a little bit of Die A Little. I see what you mean, the 80s exercise video. Like, and five, six, seven. <laughs> just like on the elliptical. Right. Yeah. It's, so so, it's not, I mean, it's it's good. It's I'm not trying to, that's not a diss at all. Yeah, it's it just, is. It's it, a good it song. Evokes, like the rest of the songs do, this one just happens to evoke, mm-hmm. you know, ellipticals. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong with that, man. <laughs> the next song just we have. <laughs> yeah. I hope Martin doesn't listen to this. He's like this guy these kids this yeah martin we love you man this is incredible it's just it just has that kind of vibe and i like it how cool would it be 
if you heard this song. He might. I mean, they're not. They're not like like a crazy huge band. We should send it to him. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Hey, Mart, Marty. Yeah. Check this out, bud. No, don't be. We're not gonna be that <laughs> condescending. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. So the next song we have. This is song number nine, I believe. Uh, and this is Summerland. So immediately, this is another one I don't know that well. These last three songs, or I guess the last four, I'm not super familiar with. I haven't listened to them quite as much. But this song is is cool. I thought the drum beat was pretty neat. I thought it was a little more piano focused, which was kind of fun. Mm. More like, I don't know. I like, like I just like the piano. Uh, and this sounds maybe like a criticism, but it's not. Parts of it reminded me of like, a contemporary musical yeah <laughs> like melodically you know yeah like I, I felt like i could just see someone singing that in like a a new off-broadway show here's the th- he actually was like a huge he was really in the theater when he was in high school really right and he talks about like that's a huge influence on his music is um melodically like he he got so much from being in theater um yeah so like that's definitely that's you're not you're totally like spot on with that you know wow oh that's so cool i had no idea that's awesome is there anything else about summerland that you wanted to discuss yeah to my knowledge like i've watched a lot of live videos of their stuff and like you know especially like when they're they only had one song out and all you had were like you know you had like oh live at the whatever club and they played like five songs you know Mm -hmm and you know they were all unreleased things so i would always try to find like live shows of them playing and hear these unreleased songs and actually kind of i heard like a lot of these songs before they were ever released because of youtube yeah but um to my knowledge this is one that they've never played live really never heard them play they didn't play it at the show that i went to and every youtube video i've ever seen of you know live in wherever I don't think they've ever played this one live, which I'm kind of mm. confused by because I think it's really good and I think it would be a really nice thing to add into their set. But I mean, I'm sure there's you know time constraints and you, yeah. you know there's certain ones they want to hit for sure. And right. but yeah, they've, I don't think they've ever played it. That's um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know just I love the production. Uh, I think the drums are really really interesting. Um, and that's another thing too. I, I want to just quickly mention is like how they combine like live acoustic drums and drum like electronic drum sounds yeah um i just think i i love how they how they mix those two sounds and those two feelings you know Mm -hmm. yeah they're really good it's just incorporating yeah just different sounds together and and making it all work and be cohesive yeah i feel like that's easier said than done definitely Mm. yeah So, all right, here is a little bit of Summerland. I forgot that they say Summerland at like the end of the chorus. 
So I was oh, like, yeah. oh, I'll put where they say Summerland. <laughs> right. like the last part of the course. But that little change when they go into the like in Summerland, yeah. that part makes me think very musical theatery. Yeah, the no. with a little little outside, little outside <laughs> change here. <laughs> it's like, it yeah. Dude, it's so <laughs> funny. It's just they play something super weird. Like it's like, oh, oh, okay. You're right. <laughs> so funny. No, it's, it's something. It's something I noticed when you, if I like, show you a song, and also, funnily enough, I noticed your dad does this when, like, yeah. if you guys are listening to a song and there's like a cool change, you'll yeah. like, you're like, huh? Like your head, you know, like your heads will yeah. like perk up a little bit, and I was like, huh. yeah, I, I think it's just like like we're when you have perfect pitch i'm not trying to sound like no i have perfect pitch like that's no. not of course yeah of course not of course not like i really i really refrain from telling people i have it because i don't want to be that guy who talks about having perfect pitch yeah right um, yeah it's such like a no. meme in the music world I feel. yeah exactly well there's just so many like musicians yeah. who just like yeah. Dude, did you know Charlie Puth has perfect pitch? Bro? Dude, I had no idea. Oh, oh my god, pitch. I he hasn't no done idea. like a hundred interviews about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but like you know, you're the key of it. I don't know, and it's also hard for me to talk about it too because I don't really know any other way of listening to music. Like I don't know what it's mm -hmm. like to not have it. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, everyone has too. Mm -hmm. But um, when you're listening to a song for a while the key kind of gets cemented in your head. You're like, this is the key that it's in. And when it kind of goes outside mm -hmm. your brain, my brain kind of tells me there was a left turn made there. There was something, yeah. something, something, you know, there was a little bump in the road there in a good way. Um, and so like, yeah, I'm just like, ah, <laughs> no, I've noticed. Yeah. I've noticed both of you. And then I noticed your dad does that as well. That's yeah. Cool. That's cool. If I like, if I show you a song and then it makes you do that, I'm like, yeah, yeah. is a cool song you know yeah. like that yeah. really cements it for me um yeah but yeah yeah that definitely that last one in, in the chorus of summerland i feel like made me think of that i'm like hi it's cool <laughs> it's really really cool mm -hmm. it is a good song uh next one second to last track number 10 we have coffee and cigarettes this is one that although i don't know it super well i always like thought of the name when I thought of songs that were on this album, for whatever reason, yeah. this one stuck out to me a lot. Um, I thought it's very vibey, which is mm -hmm. like the worst adjective because it's like, no, what does that true, even though. mean? Yeah. Um, and, and something I thought is like, the, the song is pretty long. I think it's around six minutes, which I think is the longest song on the album, but I, I felt that you could see all the parts of it. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like you feel it sort of. You, the beginning is very clear it's not like some songs just like exist in their own song space but i feel like this one you can see like how it starts and then you can see where it sort of crescendos and then you can definitely see sort of where it ends and like almost fizzles out uh mm. which is really interesting i think yeah mm. absolutely yeah i feel like it's really interesting too you know there's like really like the subject matter is like very vulnerable yeah it's a little you know he's kind of letting his guard down this is actually the lyrics are based off of a i believe believe this is true if i'm remembering correctly mm -hmm. um he this is based off of a journal entry like he wrote a journal entry oh. and these are the lyrics so it kind of sounds like he's kind of it's a little bit stream of consciousness but it, it literally was and i think the lyrics are kind of that much more powerful because it was something that he you know this was a an entry and you know a private thing for him yeah. um 
another thing i also love about the song i mean i, I love the, just the song in general i think the the groove is really cool and the hmm. instrumentation and it just like the guitar parts you know these we're always coming back to the guitar parts yeah they, no i do yeah. they had these cool little hooks here and there and it's you know i just I, again vibey is is definitely the word yeah. but one of my favorite things in addition to the musical part of it is that clip at the beginning there's that little mm. sound bite yes that's actually um from i think it was game seven of the 2004 world series no uh, um alcs between the red sox and the yankees when they made the comeback oh yes so you can kind of hear that again it's this you know yeah. these cool little boston easter eggs yes yeah, another um, nod to that yeah i think i think it's from it's from i it's something about the 2004 red sox but i believe it's that game seven of when they played the yankees and, and mm. um, made the comeback yeah i mean that's like an infamous game like yeah. there's been a 30 for 30 about just that game yeah yeah which is that's really cool that's a cool yeah those little nods to like this is where he's from and this is what he likes that's really cool yeah yeah because yep. yeah it's like if you get it it's like you get it and if you don't right. like that's okay you know it's not like you're missing out on something huge yeah 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 definitely a cool song here's a little bit of coffee and cigarettes definitely a neat song yeah it has like yeah i just it's it's just cool you see a lot of parts of it and uh yeah yeah i didn't know that about the the red Sox knot that's awesome it's cool right yeah there's a whole um uh he has a whole like series for both of his albums where he talks about the production of like uh, each track they're oh, just all awesome. on, like if you just look up like the night game i think it's called like behind the song or something oh okay um but yeah like he talks about like the whole production for each track and it's super it's really really interesting to hear his thoughts on it you know um, yeah definitely yeah I, I love watching those just from a musician's perspective it's just like mm -hmm. really interesting to hear someone's process you know yeah oh 100 percent. yeah yeah all right well we have arrived at song number 11 the final song on the album we've got back in the van the first note i put was just jump by van halen yeah yeah <laughs> it definitely is evocative of that in, a, in a really fun way i felt it kind of like this could be totally off the mark i don't know the lyrics by heart but i said it feels sort of like celebratory it's mm. more upbeat especially after coffee and cigarettes is yeah. personal a little more down low uh so i thought it was like sort of a good ender <laughs> in my yeah. mind it's called back in the van it was like oh we're we're getting in the van and going to the next show or yeah. you know it's just like yeah that's fun yeah well yeah i think i think he kind of i think that's like what he that was like what he was going for because you know like when he was touring with like boys like girls and mm -hmm. having those big stadium tours he was in a he was in a bus you know or on planes or whatever and then now he's you know the, the night game they're more of like a like a you know indie band they play smaller venues you know it's more of a van tour yeah. right they're literally mm. getting in a van so i thought that was i think that's a nod that's to that cool. it's, that's really cool it's one yeah. of my favorites I, again the live version is um all the live versions um of these songs are definitely more like it's definitely more like a rock band 
Mm. Like it feels a little less produced and it's just a little more raw, like, yeah, you know, more distorted guitars and um, heavy sick. drums and stuff. And yeah. that this song kind of feels that way too when you hear it live. And I just think it's really, really, really funny and fun. And there's definitely a sort of like, I feel like you can tell that he's from the East Coast too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or he, he's like, oh, we're just getting back back in the van you know it's like kind of yeah. like no frills it's i feel like that's kind of like an east coast thing but i could be wrong but it, it kind of feels that way to me yeah no i wouldn't be surprised if that's what he was thinking too just because of all of his other sort of references to new england and yeah sports obviously but yeah just kind of being from there you can tell he's you know proud that he's from that area which yeah yeah i'm sure that's not a coincidence i think i'm just going to start this one from the very beginning and then play a little bit of it because it's just it's really cool, man. It just it's, yeah. it's just a cool start. hear the lyrics just gotta listen to the song man uh, i definitely planned that and didn't just forget when they come in <laughs> um, but yeah that is very cool i think anyone who knows jump by van halen immediately when that sort of synth comes in you're like ah yes yeah. okay yeah i never th- i've never made that familiar. comparison but that's really that's that's like a really great um that's a great comparison that you made mm-hmm. for sure i definitely yeah. i totally hear it Great. yeah it's just yeah it's just a good just a great sound yeah you know very like bright and just really cool yeah yeah well also that, like uh, a little like twinkly <laughs> like synth it's like it's like lavender town from pokemon it's yes like, okay you know I mean? yes yes like, yes yes dude game boy mine, color a little bit <laughs> it's very retro very like sort of eight bit kind of like yeah. pixel art yeah 100 yeah. yeah. <laughs> i i was listening to it this morning and i i in my head i could hear like like the narration at like the end of a movie of like a fantasy yeah. movie that's like ah it's so our heroes reach the title <laughs> like, that's, it, that's what's it's so great though because like that's it's like the last track right yeah it feels like ah and and so they set off into the sunset yeah literally they went to their next adventure it's like that's mm-hmm. I, it's so cool that like they can kind of say that without saying that yeah right right, right. I mean, unless yeah. there's like a there's like an alternate take where martin's just like <laughs> narrates over the beginning yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe the a unreleased version yeah right <laughs> the lost tapes yeah right <laughs> exactly all right man well that draws to a close our yeah. track by track dissection of the night game by the night game really 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 cool album um Dude, if you had to give like your elevator pitch as to why you think people should listen to this album, if you had like 30 seconds, what oh, would man. you say? Uh, doesn't have to be literally 30 seconds, but like, you, what, what, you know, if you had to just convince someone to listen, what would you say? Man, it's just, it's so catchy. It sticks in your head. Um, but it's, it's catchy music that has a lot of depth. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes you get music that has a lot of depth um, 
with the with the the sonic palette and with the the lyrics but maybe it's not as accessible or 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 um it doesn't stick in your head as as much it's not as familiar as something else but then on you know the un- other end of the spectrum you have music that's like very very i feel like i'm rushing because i'm trying to fit <laughs> no, you're, yeah, no, i didn't mean to say it doesn't have to be literally <laughs> 30 seconds it's funny like out of breath door closing man <laughs> pressing the button no um, no i was just gonna say like on the other end of the spectrum you have like music that's very catchy like very melodic and sticks in your head but like mm-hmm. it's maybe the depth is a little bit lacking and i feel yeah. like this is an album that has the best of both worlds it's you know you can tell that he wrote some really big popular songs but mm-hmm. there's there's so much it's so rich as far as the the musicianship um the lyrical content uh you know obviously we've talked about how much how evocative it is and i feel like mm-hmm. it's just yeah just I, it's um it's just one of my favorite recordings and um i i always find myself coming back to it and i love yeah. the songs i love the production i love the the instrument instrumental parts and it's just it's just a I, I think it's a really i know it's not for everybody like yeah right i mean record, yeah, but, of course but um to me it's it's a really special record and uh, yeah and you know they're like one of my favorite bands so definitely yeah i always think if i like if there's a song and then i'm like it's like, oh, Luke likes this song. I'm like, yeah, that's a good song. <laughs> you know, yeah. I used to almost use you as like a barometer. Like, oh, thanks. Man. Yeah, because I'm like, dude, you I, you know your stuff, you musically, man. So I'm like, yeah, I think yeah. I think I have, I think I have solid taste. I don't, I don't, I think, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, I don't think it's bulletproof, but I think I have, I think I have good taste. Yeah, I think it would be very easy for someone because just like you, you've been so you have a lot of experience in music and like obviously a lot of education in it. I feel like it would be easy for someone like you to, to sort of be like snobbish about music and be like, Oh, this one's like, so oh yeah, simple and so dumb. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that are like that, but I think you do just like, you're just like, Hey man, if it's good, it's, it's good. Like, thanks. Yeah. I, I definitely is. try to try to be like that. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, like I just, I like what I like. And if, it, yeah. you know, like I'm, I'm, you know there was definitely like a minute i think like maybe when i was like a teenager and like just getting music where i was kind of snobby everyone's like like, that i'm sure though oh yeah yeah Yeah. but now i'm just like if it's good it's good if i like it i like it you know Mm -hmm. like like i'll say like i've been checking out like some of sean mendez's music recently like some of his songs i'm like this is really cool good man you know like you know there's there's you know it doesn't have like a michael brecker solo in the middle of it you know Mm -hmm. you don't have like Herbie Hancock playing a keytar at the end or something, you know, not like, you know, like right. there's no George Benson like shredding. Yeah. But like it's it's cool. Like there's some cool stuff happening, you know. I'm like, mm-hmm. I like this, you know, yeah. it sticks in your head. So yeah. Yeah. Hey man, that's, that's what this podcast is all about, dude. Just yeah. talking about things you like just because right. you like them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, is 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 uh is there anything else you you kind of want to say? It can doesn't even have to be about the night game. It can be uh, in regards to to your musical journey. If there's anything you want to plug, I know you're part of various different sort of musical projects. Yeah. Man, Always well, yours, just first man. of all, thanks for having me on, man. This is like really, yeah, really cool. Yeah. I had I had a really really great time. I really like talking about music. Obviously, yeah. Like, I feel like oh, it's very abundantly clear after this. <laughs> <laughs> like probably two hours <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this, is, you know. this is a hefty one but yeah um 
you know, yeah, like I just, you know, so I appreciate. And I also really like enjoy having like long form discussions like this, you know, like mm -hmm. I really like like digging into something. And so this is really cool. Um, I just appreciate the opportunity to come on. And, oh, of course, man. Um, yeah, as far as my own stuff, I have have my own group called um, it's called Launchpad. It's a it's my quartet with uh, piano, bass and drums. And uh, we've played played at the Blue Llama. We've played at Cliff Bells as our clubs in kind of the Detroit and Ann Arbor areas. Um, and that's a that's a group that I'm working on getting some more shows with. So be on the lookout for that. Um, yeah, other than that, just doing a lot of freelance work with a lot of a lot of my favorite musicians and um yeah if, if you ever want to hear me live just check out my instagram and i'll i'll be posting where i'm playing and, and when and all that kind of stuff i say it's a, like like obviously <laughs> i follow your instagram of course yeah. it, it's always very much a treat just to, to see you play it's really 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 good thanks man appreciate yeah, of it of course bro. thank you dude thank you man for coming on this is so much no, fun thank you <laughs> no 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 thank you they <laughs> should go back and forth right <laughs> oh, uh, but yeah man first music episode yeah could not have thought of a better guest honestly this is thank you, fantastic i had a blast i really had like i'm having such a good time nice, i'm bummed man. we're done like you know i know i was like we could keep going for hours and hours talk yeah. about another album ah, dude, yeah plenty more episodes out there to be recorded yes I'm um down yeah well if you've made it this far for listening thank you very very much i know yeah, this one you're, is you're a, a real long. true fan if you've made it this far <laughs> yeah, that that is, gone through all our waited yeah, through all our you are, you are a nonsense human being. <laughs> yeah please i just that that would <laughs> it means a lot legitimately genuinely yeah. anyone who listens to this thank you so much um you know, stay tuned for more episodes. The guest episodes are always definitely going to be longer just because it's a lot more discussion, just letting the ball roll. Um, you know, but I, I hope people like that. Of course, if you haven't, uh, definitely check out The Night Game. Both of their albums are great. Um, yeah. And I know, I, and I think... I say one thing. Yes, please. I, I didn't mean like if you've made it this far. I wasn't trying to say that it's bad. Like, that's not what I was trying to say at all. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I was just saying that's a really long episode. I just want to make that clear. Like... <laughs> I love this. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. Like, I wasn't no, getting that. I, I, I wasn't getting that vibe at all. Good. I'm just making sure. I want to clear that up because I like if I didn't say something, I would be thinking about it tomorrow in the shower. No, you're all good. Like, oh, wait, no, I didn't mean that. Yeah. Right. No, I have those. I have those moments all the time, man. Okay. Um, yeah, and then you know, as always with all these episodes, we're not saying what we like is objectively correct. We're not saying if you don't like the night game that you're stupid. It's obviously not true at all. Everyone has their own tastes. What we like are very different things. What I like, what Luke likes, it's not the exact same thing, but we meet in the middle on the night game for sure, and we hope you do too. Hope you're part of this this three-circle Venn diagram uh, that we've created in the podcast sphere. And with that, again, if you've made it this far, <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. Uh, stay tuned for more episodes. We'll get them out. I'm trying to do one a week but i don't want to 100 percent promise that but i'm trying to get it one a week i've got two previous episodes out now one of them is about the comic calvin and hobbs that one i did by myself that one's a little shorter and then another one i talked about a video game called firewatch and i did that one with one of my brothers that's another longer one uh, but i think that is really great discussion so if you want any more recommendies check those out and then uh 
yeah, there will be more episodes on the way. So Luke, thank you so much, man. This was really, really fun. Yes. Thank you, bro. This was a blast. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye.